On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we ask, if you could only attend one Raiders game this season, what would it be? Uh, we talk about Devontae Adams' interview with The Ringer and how he feels left out. Phil Robinson of The Unfiltered Truth and Raider Ramble joins us. Damon Arnett indicted, Tom Brady an owner, and so much more. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the silver and black. Here are your windbags, Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Uh, guest. I haven't had a guest in a while. Been, been, been a minute. Been. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, you know, I got, got sick of talking and listening to each other. So we thought we'd bring in a third voice. Uh, I want to figure out a way to get calls, like to have people call into the show. I don't know if that's, I never see that on YouTube, but I like, I've been a you know radio guy for 15 years and that's always been a part of the show is having call when it's live. This is not live. We do enough live, like post game shows or something Have calls. Yeah. You got to figure that know, out. man. These no, guys are gonna come so? in. I don't know. Look, man, I'm, down I'm just saying, be prepared for some wild, wild, wild stuff. Those are the only calls I want. I don't want people to be like, all right, I have a seven point plan on how to fix our run blocking. I'm like, I'm going to murder Josh McDaniels in his sleep. I'm going to burn his house down, salt the earth so nothing grows, kidnap his kid. Like, that's the kind of shit I want. I want over the top, irrational callers. I think we can do it. I think we, I think we got plenty of listeners. Maybe we can make that happen. Um, so curveball next week, real quick housekeeping. I'll be in China next week. Yeah, that's what I said. So I don't even, so normally like pulling the carpet, uh, carpet, pulling the curtain back a little bit. When I'm on the road and like maybe Soto just does, you do your show solo or with mm -hmm. a guest or whatever, I can still get it in the back end, edit it, set everything up. China China is so like communist isolationist. I don't even do know if I have access to YouTube in China. I doubt it. I don't even know if that's, I don't think that's possible. So literally like the UFC sent us an email of like, all right, none of your apps will work. Like Uber, Google translate maps. None of that works because China like just doesn't give a shit. They're like, all right, we're just going to take whatever these American tech companies are. And just copy it because we don't care about copy international copyright law. We're China. We're gonna do it our own way. And they just yeah. literally just like copy it and put their own name and logo on it. So there's like, all right, here's the version of Uber Eats. Here's the version of MapQuest. Here's the version of like uh, WhatsApp. I don't even know if WhatsApp will work. So I'm gonna get a VPN. Hopefully, I'll be able to coordinate this and get everything done. But you may have to be flying. You might be flying on your own, Soto. Soto might be solo. Maybe Soto solo. We'll uh, you remember that show? Um, what was it called? Uh, Silicon Valley, when they had love, that Chinese guy living with them. Love Silicon Valley, yeah, yeah. So the Chinese guy was living with them, and he had like a freaking whiteboard of all the stuff he was gonna do. And it's like Pied Piper China, Google China, like all these different apps that he's gonna make in China. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. It's it's not bullshit. Yeah, I just showed uh, my coworker the uh, never seen Silicon Valley ever. The last episode of season one when all right when they do the like how long it'll take him to jerk off everybody in the auditorium yeah yeah that's some of the best tele that's some of the best four minutes in television ever made 
It's hilarious. It's like, okay, well, yeah, the most efficient way is to get them dick to dick. Yeah. It's just one stroke. You get two two strokes in one. Yeah. Okay, so, but yeah, it's not height. It's dick height. So this is dick height. <laughs> and what about stamina? Otherwise, I'm wasting really good strokes on a guy who's already busted. And then like the the, the who's the tall nerdy guy that chimes in? He was, front, he was in the office. Uh, oh, uh, what's that guy? He was like he was like the like corporate guy. Yeah, two different names. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name was. Like there's like silence. And he chimes in. He's like, um, is girth going to be an issue? And Norwalk's like. Shit, yeah, I think it will. <laughs> so good. If you haven't watched the show, story. please watch it's it. On it's HBO. on HBO. It's worth Go it. Go watch it. Just just the last maybe 10 minutes of the last episode of the first season. It it just shows you how these guys' minds work. It's, it's on hilarious. YouTube. After this show, Go look at it. When you're done with this show, go watch that show. Trust me. It's worth your time. It's worth it. Uh, so the schedule's out. You did a, because of course the schedule comes out the day our show comes out. So we record on Wednesday nights and uh, last last Wednesday and the, the schedule comes out Thursday, of course, because the NFL hates us. Um, so you did a solo show on schedule release. Um, but I want to ask the question, if you could only attend one game this season for the Raiders, what would it be? That's a question of the day. I have it pinned in the comment section. Very curious what you think. If you could only attend one game this season, which game would it be? Um, and it could be for any reason. You can be like, oh, I want to go to... Oh, that's the wrong one. It's 2022. Uh, so it, familiar. I was like, wait a minute. We're not going back to Nashville. That was, that was my pick last time. It could be like, it could be anything, right? It could be like, oh, I've, you know, my br brother-in-law's a Giants fan and I want to take him. Or like, oh, I think, you know, I think Aiden O'Connell will be starting by week 11 or whatever the hell, right? Whatever your reason is, pick any Raider game, home or away, of the 17 coming up this season. Which one would it be? Uh, Soto, I to go first. I just, I can't bring my mind away from the Christmas day game. You want to go on Christmas to Kansas yeah. City? Okay. Yeah. Because it just, look, I've been to Kansas City before when we've won. Mm -hmm. And that was like before Kansas City was like really good. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty scared <laughs> leaving that stadium. And I don't know what's going to happen. I think just the shock. The mm -hmm. Just pure shock that the crowd will be in if they lose to us will give yeah. me enough time to slip out of there. Because okay. I ain't saying shit. I'm not saying shit till I'm almost in the Uber. Pussy. Fuck that, dude. I can take on one or maybe two guys that are drunk. I'm not taking three or four guys, dude. That, that That's not going to happen. Three, four grown adult men. Even Adam Hill was willing Couldn't to take do on it. Adam, Adam Hill is a big man. No, it's just not happening. It's just, it's just impossible for you to fight off that many guys unless you're Bruce Leroy. Uh, so here's the schedule. It's uh, kind of crazy how um, the NFL gave us a week one and week 18 bye. That's, that's normally not the case. You know, it's very weird that we get a week one and week 18 bye. Oh, wait, that's the Broncos. Same thing. Don't say that, man. Same thing. Don't say hey, that. There are bitches. They are our don't, bitches. Don't say that, dude. I speak only facts. What do you want? I speak only facts. Um, 
I would RJ, kinda, what game would you like to go to? I would. I kind of like this Detroit Monday night game week eight. I kind of like you that. You want to go to Detroit? Oh, it has nothing to do with the city. Zero percent to do with that's the city. Got, that's like part of it, though. It's part of it, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? Neither one of us, neither one of our teams play defense. Primetime game. City I've never been to. Cool stadium. And I, I, and what I'm trying to do, Soto, is end my streak. I swear to God, the last, I think it's seven Raider games in a row that I've attended. And or the last seven games, last Raider games I went to, last seven in a row, we've lost every one of them. I'm trying to, I, I need to, I need to, I need a slump buster. You know what I mean? It's like when you're, now that I'm when you haven't gotten laid for six months, uh-huh. you're like that fat chicken accounting. You're like, all right, let me just take this wildebeest down so I can like break this slump and get my confidence back. That's what this Lions game will be. It's, 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 it's our slump buster so I can go to games guilt-free and know that we're not going to lose. Look, Morgan from accounting is a lovely lady. She's I will not have woman. you disparage her like that. She's a handsome woman. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of good qualities to her. Uh, you know what? I look. The more I look at it, that that you know, that Miami game at Miami is pretty enticing. I had, a, I had fun. Awesome. I I went to my I went to a Miami game once. The stadium is shit. It's whatever, mm-hmm. but the city is badass. I went to Miami for the very first time. Um, when the UFC was there like three weeks ago, God, it's so fell cool. in love with that place. It's great, it's awesome, love it. It's just it's like nice and wide open. Uh, it's just like you can get everywhere easy. Lots of things to do, lots of things to see. People are pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty chill. It's like it's like a beach. T- it's like a, it's like a, a classier San Diego, like an upscale it's, San Diego. And at times, it almost feels like you're in America when you're yeah. There. Sometimes, like every lot, now and then, a lot of a lot of, like lot of Spanish, a lot of lot of uh, Haitian French mm-hmm. being spoken out there. And, and we're some spoiled Southern Southern California boys. You're like, oh, it's the beach and the weather's perfect and the chicks are hot. And it's like, yeah, that's what we, you know, that's mm-hmm. we're spoiled. Like that's what we know. But Miami, it's all true. It's all there. That's a very good. That's a very acceptable answer. I so, told you my Miami story, right? About the the, the cab driver, the Russian cab driver in Miami. No, I don't think so. I think I did. All right. Probably, probably wasn't interesting enough for me to remember. So I, forgot. So I go to get to Miami and my friend's like, hey, man, there's a cool little outdoor mall called Lincoln Mall. It's open late. A lot of just bar- bars and restaurants. Go check it out. All right, fine. Get down there. We call for a cab. This is before Uber and shit. We call for a cab. And this freaking Russian dude, it's Miami. It's like 80 degrees at night. And he's wearing a freaking turtleneck and a leather jacket, right? He mm-hmm. picks us up. We jump in the cab. And we're just sitting there, and the guy's, like, real stoic, you know, just, like, driving. And I'm like, hey, you know, a lot of the chicks here got, like, nice butts. It's like, oh, yes, every girl's got the butt. You can't leave the house without the butt. Every girl's got the butt. I'm all, cool, man, cool. And he's like, yeah, my nephew, he turned uh, 18 two weeks ago. I take him to a titty bar. And I see this girl, and I say, you look like a, like a nice girl from a good family. How much to have sex with my nephew? And she's like, $800, $800. I say, I fucked my nephew myself for $800. That was Yuri. I feel like uh, Miami's like Brazil, where you're just kind of like all the women are born with a squat rack. God, dude. it's And they're just thoroughbreds. Like, from the waist down, they're just built like D-tackles. It's beautiful. It's... 
it's an epidemic something in the water can um can we just get something out of the way real fast sure. like how terrible yeah this was a really 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 bad video it just there's no no excitement no like pop creativity no creativity like i understand they want to use real employees and like family environment and look at this and look hey everyone get excited but dude where's like the production value i think that goes down to like and i've been saying it as one of like the top five themes that i've had on this show has been like the raiders are so ma and pa and there's strengths to that there's strengths and weaknesses to that but you need to you need both you need a guy with a harvard mba you need a, a lawyer from yale you need you need some of that to go with the mom pa raiders are so mom pa they're like let's just get you know susie the receptionist on the video let's you know like how about your fans how about you do something that makes them happy it makes you guys look good that kid's pretty dope <laughs> It's like, oh, we have we have the schedule, and they throw the papers. Like, that's the entire video. You've got the you got the tight the, the, the Titans are like, what is this bullshit? It's nice you do get to see the Raiderettes. I will give you that, but you got like Nashville doing this like 1918 like single take all the way through a bar with celebrities. Baby girl, what's you got? Uh, God damn it, the Chargers crush it every year, which hurts me to say. They they just, look, man, it's just a video every year. Value. Where's like, then you freaking put the aces. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like I get it. I understand what they were going for. Like, Famous fans, alums, once a Raider, always a Raider. Famous Raider fans up on top. Mm -hmm. Like I get it, but there's no pop, dude. There's no pop to it. Dad, it's embarrassing and sad. It's just... You and I could have done that with our phone. Yeah. We could have filmed that on our phones. Yeah. And, and this is and this is the thing is like with the with the Raiders, it's like again, there's such a there's such a loyal like what fan bases are really good at this? Or which um which franchises are really good at stuff like this? It's normally like newer franchises that are trying to get new fans, right? Jaguars or Chargers in a new market, um, you know things like that. Because the Raiders, there's such a diehard fan base and such a loyal fan base. They're just like, it's get spoiled to it, you know. And it's like, I don't want to make this Raiders social media like a bigger deal than it is, but it's just it's indicative of that front office, the lack of creativity, just kind of Stone Age version of doing things. And the social media, like the social media element, is, a, is like a window of what's going on in that office. Do you see that part where the guy was sitting there and the freaking pile of paper just smacked him in the face? No. He's looking up and the stack, the stack of paper just smacked him in the face. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Or like a blooper reel. Give me like a blooper reel of the show, like of that video. I bet you the blooper reel is better. The Athletic ranked all thirty-two teams, and the Raiders. Want to guess where they were? Dead last. Dead last. Yeah, it's with what with what can be done fairly quickly and easily by a professional. Mm. Again, that looks like we could did it. On, we did it on our phone. 
Oh, hey, it's slow motion throwing papers in the air. Cool. Oh, you got Ice Cube. Cool. Oh, you got a couple of X Raiders. You got Marcus Allen and Jim Plunkett. Cool. All right. I mean, where's the, where's the, you know? It, it, it looked cheap. Like it was just like done in house. Like the producer that does like the pregame show, they're like, okay, we're going to have like some, you know, like 26 year old producer that's like just getting started. They're like, okay, you're going to do our like schedule release video. I don't think it was a 26 year old anything. I thought it was someone who's there, who's been there for a long time, just an older guy. Hey, look what I did. It's in slow motion. Like, what? <laughs> I discovered this new button on my editing oh, pro God, on my editing dude. software. It just looked bad. It's just go bad slow. Look for us. It's just not a good look. Yeah, it was a shame. Uh, so the ringer did a feature on Devonte Adams. Uh, I'm not very familiar with the, uh, author of it. And I think it's the first time that author's done something for the ringer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mirren, um, it's Myron, Mirren fader. Um, but a decent little feature, um, talked about Devonte Adams and what he's, I, I, I recommend you read it. Nothing mind-blowing, but the best receiver on the team, arguably the best receiver in football, and just kind of his mindset with um, how he got a chip on his shoulder because he's like, look, when I was in Green Bay, it was always, wow, Aaron Rodgers is so so amazing. Like, I just shattered the ankles with my route on this corner, and Aaron Rodgers throws me a touchdown pass, and he gets all the credit. And it's not that he's bitter, right? He's, he talks about, like, we're still friends. He's still great. But he's like, okay, I'm – and I was one of the um, on the spectrum of oh Devonte's disgruntled that's why he's leaving. I went more the other way because I do understand running your course somewhere. Like of all the of all the jobs I've had, I've been I've been fired a few times. I've quit because I didn't like it. But there's been many jobs where it's like I like my boss, I like what I do, the pay is fair. I just kind of feel like I've I've hit a little bit of a rut or I feel like I'm not growing. Let me try something else. So I understand Devonte Adams kind of being like, like that. Mm. So that's just a tease um, because we're going to get into three statements that he made very specific to the Raiders that I care about the most that we care about the most. We get to that. But first, Bill Robinson joins us next. The third joining us. Now he's the host of the unfiltered truth writer at radio ramble and one hell of a model American Phil Robinson the third do you, do you need to have the third do you like drive that third home or is that just kind of like a fun little thing to add i'm very curious because i'm i'm rj clifford the second, the second i don't normally add it well uh, you know usually when you're the second you go with junior although my dad never did he did the second too yeah uh, as, as i got to be i would never ever say phil robinson the third until i got old and started writing and it looks like i'm distinguished Wire, you know, uh, just excuse me. So my name is Phil Robinson the Third. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it's it. Sure, because like my, my my full name is Randall John Clifford the Second, and so I feel like yeah, I sound like I'm a monocle salesman. Yeah, yeah. Like so I got to I got to mix and match a little bit. But we're uh, so we're very much the same in a lot of ways, Phil. Both both Raider guys, both uh, combat sports writers. We're both you know seconds and thirds. And so we've been like circling each other for too long. And I'm glad we finally got you on here. I'm happy to be here. I, you know, I, I got, I checked your show out. Love it. Love one, one on one. So, and lives, baby. It, it's, I just, uh, it's too much. It's, it's been a weird kind of thing going on to be real with you. Just as step aside from the, the task at hand. Cause 
Raider content creation has been has gone in a completely different direction than it was when I first got into this. And I, I enjoy being able to get together with people and talk about Raider football. Because if we were in a if we were in a bar, if we were at the fucking tailgate, if we were at the stadium with a game, what would we be doing? Drinking a beer, talking Raider football. That's what Raider Nation was supposed to be all about. At least it was when we were coming up, right? I mean, you know, I was starting to get old, and the, and these youngsters, I guess, are on some different shit. But we got to get back to the basics. What 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 are, what are you seeing? What's what's changed? Because we're we're semi new. We're like two and what are we? Two and a half years into this. Two and a half years, yeah. Two and a half years into this. So we're Raider fans our whole lives, but new to the kind of like the Raider content creator stuff. Like, what's what's changed since you've been it, 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 it used to be it used to be a big together family, and now we we got all kinds of people doing all kinds of things, and, mm-hmm. and guys guys who should be getting together talking football on chat on channels and co-producing co-promoting. And just doing one big thing together, all we're all split up and everybody's mad at each other and all types of stuff. And, you know, I just kind of stay out of that stuff. Yeah. And, and it gets kind of lonely on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough, man. I get a, I get a, I get a lot of. Uh, I get a lot of hate. Some, you know, my DMs are a little, little rough sometimes, but, uh, you know, I like to, I like to kind of uh, flame, flame the passion a little bit mm-hmm. like they're mad for a reason. Right. Uh, it is you know we all want the same thing. It just seems we just kind of want it a different way. Right. Ultimately, I don't care how we get it as long as we get it. Right. Um, some people are a little bit more to the left, and they like, and they want what they want, how they want it, and they don't want it any other way. That's mm-hmm. really where the kind of crossings I see. I've uh, I've convinced Soto with the fiery DMs. He just responds to the dick pic right away. It just shuts him down real fast. It's just like water <laughs> on the flames. Problem solved. And he's had a smile ever since. I have yeah. to watermark that because people try to pass it off as theirs. I'm like, listen, man, yeah. we all know that's mine. It's my me. <laughs> it's yeah. mine. Sorry. That's me. Yeah, he photoshops his face on the balls with his thumbs up so they know that it's him. Oh, that's a tattoo. Like a fingerprint. That's, yeah. a, that's a tattoo. That's awesome. <laughs> it'll, be never, so you, it'll never be one of those things I asked to see, and I can't actually imagine how you would know, but I'll let it go past and won't ask. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Best you don't see. So, uh, so the um, the draft picks are all starting to get signed here one by one. Um, off air, we were talking a little bit about the draft. Uh, just kind of general thoughts on this uh, this draft class coming up because it's the first time that Ziegler and McDaniel's have had you know a full draft class at a at a ton of picks. Um, they traded up a couple times, so we lost to um, a lot more offense than I thought we'd get with how bad our defense is. But overall, I think Soto gave it a B plus. I gave it a B minus. Um, what were your general thoughts on this draft? My, uh, I was in your in the camp with you, RJ. I, I gave it a B minus. Was it solid? Yes. Did it address problems that they had on the roster? Yes. It didn't address the problems that I thought that were more glaring problems on the roster, and it certainly didn't prepare them for the future in a lot of other in a lot of other places. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that I expected them to move heaven and earth to go down and get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or one of the top quarterbacks, and I'll be frank, I was overjoyed that they passed on Will Levis. Somehow, during the course of this draft, they managed to make me feel bad about not drafting Will Levis. (laughs) Go on. I'm curious. Because I I wouldn't have wanted – Will Levis with our with our first pick or sec, or oh, second no, but I, I I like him more than Soto and more than most. 
I didn't want to move heaven and earth to get him, but I liked him more. So I'm curious why you got there. Uh, I didn't like him at all. Okay. And that, and that's why, but when I looked at the quarterback that they did end up drafting, uh, it was hard for me to believe hard for me to stomach. And for all the quarterbacks that I'd rather that they had not drafted, Jake Hayner was another one of them. Mm-hmm. I certainly would have preferred him over Aiden O'Connell. Uh-oh. Because Soto and I are getting kind of high on Aiden O'Connell for a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, he looks like Farva from Super Troopers. That's the number one think- for me. That's number one and two, I think. Yeah, like it, it, like it really doesn't get better than that. Like, here, let me show you. Like, here's a, here, like, look, at this. look at that. No, Jones, that. Jones has been putting that up all, all over the place. I'm telling you. Give me no, a large farm. I don't want a large farm. We were the first. We were talking about we were talking about this before he was drafted. We were like, we were we were eyeballing him. We're like, oh yeah. Let's get Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Be perfect. Look at this guy. It's uncanny. You can't help but laugh. You can't help but right. like just kind of see the videos in the future. He gets into a game and he got Aiden O'Connell under center and his lips are moving. And all you hear is, I don't want a goddamn leader of cola. Shenanigans? You're just talking about shenanigans? <laughs> Come on. But to be to be to be to be fair, Phil, like we both it's both he's both kind of grown on us as an actual football player. What uh, what do you hate about him so much? I'm like, what has he done? He's led he he's had two very successful quarterback seasons throwing against some of the best in the Big Ten when he's got some of the worst of the Big Ten. Phil, he was throwing to white wide receivers. Like, he was primarily throwing to white guys against, like, Michigan State, Ohio State DBs and finding success. So white people can't play wide receiver? No, they can't. (laughs) I'll let RJ say all that stuff. Not anymore. Not really. There's, like, like two of them. So I guess Hunter Renfro went to the Pro Bowl for no reason? He's one of the two. One of the two. And even, and even Hunter Renfro was nothing in college. Like, really, right? Like, he had, he had he, you know, he ate up Alabama in the national championship game. But, uh, like, his first 100 receiving game of his lifetime. Can you run that back? What did you say he did to the Alabama and where? In the national championship game. He had, he had, he had like, a, like, a pretty cool game. He had, oh. he had, like, a really good touchdown. I, I Didn't even just... get 100 yards. He, he won the game, though, right? He won the game. He was clutch. Yeah. Just want to make sure. So, yeah, one of the two like good white wide receivers out there. But yeah. Aiden O'Connell. White Why do you hate him? Adam Thielen's no good? Not anymore. He looks good. Not anymore. He, he good. fell off. He I mean, definitely yeah. fell off. That's for sure. But anyway, I mean, look. He, he's not, he hasn't gotten close to winning his conference. Ever. He's not won the national championship. He's 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 a statue. He, I would I think uh, when me and Phil broke it down, I called this man a monument. Mm-hmm. Not even not even a statue, a monument. When he gets back to the top of the pocket, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, this is the wrong. This is the wrong division for that. This wrong conference for that type of a quarterback. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just seems to me. The he's just McDaniel's was looking for another Brady esque type player 
fast processor, accurate arm, quick release, not too mobile, but knows where to go with the football. The more I watch his tape, the more I see how he can succeed in this system specifically. I don't see him being the type of quarterback that can play in a lot of systems that are being run around the NFL. But in this system specifically where you you have a predetermined look off of a predetermined set that you see from the defense, I can see him being fairly successful with how accurate he is and how quick he gets rid of the ball. Um, he's going to need a really good running game. He's going to need his line to protect him really well. Um, and, I mean, he has the playmakers to get on the ball or to get the ball to. I, I'm not – he's starting to grow on me because of those two things. And, and what are you expecting out of a fourth-round quarterback, too, right? Like, we're not expecting him to – if he turns into an NFL starter, that's way beyond projections for fourth-round fourth, fourth round quarterback, right? Like, fourth-round quarterback, you're hoping, all right, let's get a saw backup, right? Like, he can, he can come in, he can play, he can, he can be a saw backup for us, we'll develop him. When you're, when you're a fourth-rounder, you're like, yeah, he's going to definitely have some major issues, and mobility is clearly one of them. But on the plus side, like, fast release, because he's used to, you know – Ohio State defensive ends running at him with the Purdue tackle, who's there at 260 pounds because he's got working on his dual masters, right? He knows how to throw guys open because he's throwing to a shitty wide receiver who runs a 4-9 against a first-round pick DB out of Ohio State. I have to throw him open because they're not going to be open. They're not going to get separation. So like, it's, it's, And that's all things that fill into Josh McDaniel. So, yeah, I'm with you, like, if you're expecting Aiden O'Connell to come in and like, all right, he's going to win the win the starting job mid season and lead us to a Super Bowl, like, you know, you got to keep your expectations under wraps a little bit. But like for a fourth rounder, I think he's got a lot. Now, so I'll ask the two of you this question: At what point do you see him coming in and starting for this team? Probably never. Probably I mean, never. I don't know that he was drafted to be a starter. Okay. Now, given Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history and Brian Hoyer's inability to beat out either of uh, any of the quarterbacks from New England, Bailey Zapp or Mac Jones, he they don't want to play Chase Garbers. Otherwise, they left him on the practice squad and gave him no burn except for mm -hmm. the preseason and the end of the preseason. Right now, He's looking at the third guy in, in line to be the starter on at quarterback with a 38-year-old backup and a guy who's injured almost every single year. The last time he played in this particular offense, it took him two games to be out for the season. They What, what I don't like, and you're right, but I think the error there was letting Jared Stidham go. I, he is the that's where I would have. Uh, that's yeah, that's the I, error. Not so much drafting Aiden in this situation. It's letting Stidham go. Was he at a two year, maybe 10 mil deal to be like a backup? It's already proven. Like he can, he can play pretty good. That's the error. Aiden O'Connell was like trying to patch up a hole that they created. So I'm with, I'm with you in that sense. Is he a long-term starter? Aiden O'Connell? I don't think so. Unless he drastically improves. Can he spot start? Can he finish a game, couple of quarters, three quarters for you? I think he can do that. No, and and as a spot starter, maybe. But again, I, I put that particular question. The reason why I asked is because if he's got to come in due to injury, he's starting the rest of the year. Mm. Not necessarily, but he has. He may. If 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 he's if he's in, that means Garoppolo's either hurt or terrible. 
That means Brian Hoyer is either hurt or terrible. Mm-hmm. They decided not to go with Chase Garbers or Chase Garbers was unable to get it done. And that leaves him and whatever guy they bring off the street. Yeah. Well, look at it from I look at it from this perspective. How many teams out there are super pumped up about their backup quarterback? And you have to take a look at allocation of resources. When the previous regime leaves you basically almost nothing defensively, you have to find ways to save money, find ways to get cheaper. And spending less money on a backup player, even if though it's an important position, uh, you have to find, you know, it's allocation of resources. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's not optimal, but a lot of things on this team aren't optimal and they have to get fixed. Are they going to get fixed in one season, two seasons? Probably not. It's going to take a sustained approach, hopefully with the same regime, moving in a good direction. But yeah, man, there's a there's been some definite head scratchers in this in this draft. And we're not even talking about the biggest reason that I'm pissed that we lost uh, Jared Stidham. Have you seen his wife? <laughs> Bro, his wife. Is- Her in the owner's box. Jumping up and down, and he was gorgeous, like, oh. just gorgeous and classy, like classy Southern bell hot, you know, not trashy, not like, no, like a lot of plastic surgery, just like a wholesome all American girl. Wholesome, yeah. We're gonna, gonna uphold her. the virtue of Mrs. Stidham. Gonna gonna miss her at all costs. Uh, what do you think the Raiders do with Josh Jacobs? He hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. They're trying to get an extension. Um, what do you? I mean, there's. What kind of trade value could we get with him if we don't want to pay him 10 mil? Do you want to give him a big contract? Where are you at? So here's they're at an interesting spot. And with, without going too far into what I've been told and can't talk about, they're at a at this point, they they they're trying he's how's the best way to say this? Just say the truth, Phil. Uh, there's, I, I could, I could do that. Do but some things that I can't say for other reasons. Um, no, you can say it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Give my I permission. Want me to say it. <laughs> uh, I would say that it's just more of a, more of a waiting game than anything, but the way things are shaping out, if I were in his perspective, in his position, I might be tempted to just take the 10 million. If, if you're in his position. Yes. Okay. Because I we we can we can say all these wonderful things about Jimmy, but Jimmy's not bringing San Francisco's defense. Yeah. And Jimmy and Jimmy has got an injury history. Yep. And if Jimmy can't go to full season, then we are in dire dire straits. And that goes back into what Juan was talking about. With there's been some real head scratching moves made and. And like I said, I, I there's a lot of things, moves that have been made that could have been made differently and been made in better ways. And so because they were they would be mismanagement moves, I'm not content to sit here and allow that to continue. Okay. Where do you think the defense heads next season? Improvement, staying the same, kind of hard to get worse. Where are you at? You know, the defense got the defense took a lot of shit. Early on, they were phenomenal. I'm not going to not say phenomenal. They were solid. They were giving up less than 23, 24 points a game for about five, six weeks. 
said, and then as the offense continued to tank, it eventually got them got them to fall down, and then injuries took over, and you saw you didn't see the starting lineup, but five weeks out of the entire season, all your linebacker, your starting linebackers ended the season on injured reserve. Chandler Jones gave you a he had a he had a decent showing at the end of the season, but for the first twelve games, he gave you absolutely nothing. Yeah, uh, and. The defensive, the defensive line, the defensive interior, it continues to be a soft spot. And one of these days, they'll they'll decide to pony up the cash and pay a guy to play what they what they need to pay him. Now they drafted Byron Young. I look at his film; his film is good. He he definitely has the opportunity to come in and challenge to be the starter. At two ninety five, he's he's a little bit on the lighter side, but he's he can he can put on some weight. And or he could lose it and just be faster and quicker and use the strength that he has in order to shoot gaps, which he does pretty well. Um, and then you look at Tyree Wilson. I think now the the addition of Rob Leonard is mm-hmm. where I think that's going to make that a, a great little chess piece that we wouldn't ordinarily think that that highly of. I mean, I look at his game and I see a good high motor, big kid. Um, he's not just a hellhound coming off the edge, but he's running through blockers. Now I look at the conference that he was in and I look at the teams that he played and said, okay, well, if he comes up against NFL guards and tackles, is he going to have the same effect? Uh, He's big. He's 6'6", 275. And I think he could easily put on another 15 pounds to get to 290 and just be a menace. Yeah, that's one thing I was looking at when we were talking about the the draft picks. It's, there's definitely a mold, a model that they're looking for, uh, long, tall uh, defensive ends. And um, the knock on, on, on Wilson was that he doesn't have a lot of moves defensively. Uh, but, I mean, you couldn't ask for better guys that are kind of built from your same mold. High energy, longer guys to from. So, um I mean, I could see him definitely making some noise. Uh, He's like you on the dance floor, so a natural. Yeah, just hasn't developed the moves yet. Excuse me, sir. I have moves. I don't know what you you do. The dice thing too much. That's somebody else. What movie is that from? Let us know in the comment section. He's doing the dice thing too much. It's all he's got. It's all he's got. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I mean, I my 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 big thing in the draft. I feel we could have gotten young later. I feel we probably could have gotten Tucker later. Uh, I think maybe a linebacker at 70 would have been nice. Uh, we had a couple that were available that would have been pretty nice. That, uh, I mean, that's just what I was looking at when I saw how everything fell. I, I didn't see. I understand why they picked Young. I understand what they're looking for. I understand the model they're looking for. They're looking for stout, long-armed, heavy punchers. Who can set the set? Uh, who can set and shed, and that's what they're looking for. Let me let me dominate this gap. Let me dominate these two gaps, uh, interior, and and, uh, and and with Silvera too. He's a very similar type of player, but uh, I just felt he could have been available a little bit later. I don't know. Linebacker at seventy probably would have been a little bit more sense to me. I think. Uh, definitely would have definitely would have been taking the linebacker instead of Tucker. Um, and while I while I think that while I looked at Michael Mayer and I can truly applaud that pick, it was a good pick. 
that would have been that would have been another opportunity that I would have used to have gone in a different direction. Now the tight end hole was something that they've signed a couple guys for, and there were some larger issues on the defensive side at linebacker, among others, linebacker corner that you could have done something else with. Now they ended up getting to Corey Bennett, and I love that pick. That's a great pick. So I'm not going to get too too bent out of shape about the corners. And they added Christopher Christopher Smith, excuse me. And you saw the article, RJ. Obviously, I'm raving about the kid. I went back yeah. and watched his film, and that was he was everything that I thought Trayvon Morg was supposed to be. He didn't play four six. I'll tell you that he didn't no, look four six on tape. Nope. And I, and I asked I asked Jones this. I was like, when have you ever seen this guy get beat over the top? I'm watching his tape, and I still haven't seen it. He seems always to be in the right place. He's mm -hmm. always by the ball. Even when he's off camera, whenever there's a tackle made, he's always right there. He just seems like a really smart, heady player who understands route concepts, who understands what's happening. He understands what the offense is trying to do. And he just seems to always be there. I think it's a great pick. I love the Jacorian Bennett. It's kind of like that tall, long, that high-waisted type of speedster guy. Um, if he could have catch, he would have had triple the amount of interceptions in college. He dropped a bunch of, but I mean, pass breakups, um, all you can really ask for a lot of times is just to tap the ball in the air and he could definitely get his hands on balls. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an iffy thing. Hey man, not like that. Hands on the football. Tap, tap on the ball. Well, you know, I'll just tap. you're worse than RJ, man. RJ's worse. RJ, I got to deal with this. I'm just got a wide foot. I think he got both of them. You know, you got it. Yeah, uh, I, the, yeah. The secondary, I, I would have liked to go – I would have done like a Corey Trice with our last pick. Um, we had that, you know, a long – maybe not as fast, but, a, you know, productive long corner um, that was available that got – you know, was an undrafted free agent. I think that Nestor J. Silvero would have been there for, as an undrafted free agent because of his ties with Antonio Pierce – I think we could have gotten him in with as an undrafted. Uh, I would have liked to have there was a there was a few corners, and that's what I did in my in the in the pre-draft show. I really highlighted a lot of corners late that are kind of fit the mold, who maybe have one thing here or there that uh, might have scared some teams off. And I don't know I, I would have I would have myself rather have liked to maybe get one of those corners with our last pick, but you know whatever. I'm not the GM for a reason, I guess. Because you're right? tapping too many balls. <laughs> The HR department's gonna be all over you. Well, that's how you're an explosive player, <laughs> right? All up in the balls. Uh, true or false? Hunter Renfro finishes this season as a Raider. False. I don't think he starts this season as a Raider. No. Where's he going? And what are we gonna get? Uh, I'm hoping they goes Baltimore and they get Patrick Queen back. Okay. You like but, that move? Uh huh. You like that move? I think that they 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 brought in Tucker for a reason, and he's got a concussion ish, uh, injury history. I I heard there were some times in the season that he had blank spots in the memory. Now, I haven't talked to him directly, so I don't know that to be true. Nor have I talked to his doctor. Let me just say that now. But I've heard from people who would know. Oh, now you can talk about your sources. Perfect. Hey man, we'll take it. We'll take it he's when we can. He's bits and pieces that he can, bro. Let's say bits, a little, little salt base, a little salt base. Uh, I know you cover uh, mixed martial arts as well, so we'll, we'll end it with an MMA one. Mm -hmm. uh, best 
fight currently booked in the UFC? Like, it hasn't happened yet, but like on the schedule, what's your favorite fight right now? Uh, I think it's Poirier versus Gaethje. That's the only correct answer. There is no other answer that is the correct answer. answer. That was it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, that fight's so awesome. So now, liquid violence. I would snort it if I could. Is uh, so for on my channel, uh, my guy Cade has actually got an interview coming up with these boys tomorrow that he's gonna drop. Um, he's gonna drop the recording. And it'll be up on the combat lounge, so I will retweet it when he gets when it uh, is aired live. Well, you guys can follow that tweet by following Phil Robinson on Twitter at Phil Robinson the third. That's three eyes all in a row. Phil with a ph Robinson, uh, host of the Unfiltered Truth and writer at Rainbow Ra- Raider Ramble. Phil, glad we finally got this going. Thanks for yeah, coming man, on. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right, thank you, Phil. Really appreciate you coming on. Um. Yeah, look forward to uh, doing Phil's show as well next time we come around. So as we teased earlier, uh, Devonte Adams did a semi—I'm going to say in-depth, semi-in-depth interview with the Ringer. Um, and there's a lot of stuff. Like the main core of it was like he's like trying to find himself, and you know he's in his tenth year. You know this is when wide receivers generally start to slow down. How can he keep being better and better and all this kind of stuff? But we care about the Raider stuff. We don't care about him as a person. We care about him as a Raider because we're sociopaths here. At the Ottoman back. We want W's. We don't care about who you are as a person. We want W's. And he can obviously get us those, being as good as arguably the best wide receiver in football. Uh, three quotes and one word that really stuck with us. First one. This is Devontae from the interview. I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. That doesn't sound like someone who's excited for this season. That doesn't sound like someone who's expecting to do big things. That sounds like somebody that's trying to put a smiley face on a bad situation. Soto. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, and I'm, I'm going to be picky here. I don't know that it's necessarily a bad situation. I just think it's something that he wasn't expecting. I don't know that he expected to come to the Raiders and have the guy he wanted to play with have a season that unfolded the way that it did. And I don't know that he was expecting him not to be here the second year. In in 15 years, he's had exactly two quarterbacks throw to him. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, right? College, nine years at Green Bay, one year with in the Raiders with, with Derek Carr. That's it. 15 years, basically, right? Some backups and shit. But basically, 15 years, two quarterbacks thrown to him. And now he's got Jimmy Garoppolo. I, what I buy into that is I, I, I think he expected something different at quarterback. I, I bet you he had like a list of quarterbacks that he wanted. It's like, all right, all right, we're moving on from Carr. Okay, you guys are doing what's best. I don't like it, but I'm a professional. Let's move on, right? Where, how are we going to move on? I can't imagine Jimmy Garoppolo was on that list. I I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I think that's kind of like, okay, this, this is my, my quarterback has basically been either my best friend or a four time NFL MVP. And yeah. now it's not that. So he's like, okay, that's the situation. The thing is, look, Devonte Adams is a professional. Yeah. He's going to put like, just like he said, I'm going to have to buy into this. Buying in isn't being okay. 
buying in isn't saying, all right. Buying in is saying, oh, right, okay, this is it. We're going to make this happen. This is this. You're shoving your chips in the middle. I'm shoving my chips in the middle. Let's go. We're all in together. We're putting our bodies on the line. We're putting our safety on the line. We're putting our my our legacies. We're putting all everything on the line. We're all in 100%. So I have no doubt in my mind that once the, every, everything starts rolling, he's going to be locked in. And he has to be because that leads on to his next quote that we liked. The front, this is Devante. The front office think this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. So he, again, like I said, he's in his 10th year. He's in a win-ish, now-ish mode, right? I don't think he came here looking to be part of a four-year, five-year rebuild. He even said so. He's not here for a rebuild. He's not here he's for a win. Right? Now, but here's the thing. Let's be fair. Looking at this team, you can't tell me that he thought this team was a year or two away from being a, a Super Bowl contender. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Honestly. You 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 add you add Devonte Adams to a team that went to the playoffs. Maybe you know what I mean. You start to think that could be it. If you're really if you're really high on Josh McDaniels coming in, right? But prior to this prior to this last season, right when we went six and eleven. Um, I think, I think you thought there was something special brewing with the Raiders. I think you thought there was something like there's a spark here that we can work on. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. I, look, there's a reason why half the teams in the NFL don't repeat as playoff teams. A lot of circumstances fall in to help teams make the playoffs that don't fall in the line next year. Uh, and I don't know, man, maybe I'm just reading it wrong. I just don't think – I understand that he wants to win and he has a short window to win. I think it was very important for him to show that he can be that dude without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he made you know all pro is something that he was like really pumped up about. You can, in, the, in the rest of the article, you can read that he was super excited about that. Um, but that was more so for himself to prove, yeah, it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was throwing to Devontae Adams too. Yeah. Um, now, what happened when he didn't have Devontae Adams? Didn't look, he didn't look too good, right? He got better as the season went along, but Rodgers didn't look as good as he did with Devontae Adams. So I get that part. I just I don't think that things are going to be as rigid as they're made out to be right now. I mm-hmm. think right now they're saying this is the this is the game plan. This is what we want to get done. Da, 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 until the games happen, right? Yeah. Like everyone has a plan until they get hit in the face. Until, okay, we need to get the ball to Devontae. And then they'll force feed him the ball. I really do think that's going to happen. He's like, here's the best player on your team. That was the that was the feeling right when he first came. And we were hearing all the right things out of Josh McDaniels of how he's going to his players, going to the veterans, going to the pro bowlers. What do you think? How can I help you? Let's learn from each other. Like I can learn from you. You can learn from me. Let's do this, right? I'm getting the vibe, not that he's upset. I think that's the element to this that I think he feels like he's not getting is I was told I was given input, but it feels like lip service. There's like a general vibe to what he's saying when it comes to the Raiders. I think, again, not that he's going to sabotage it or not play well or he's unhappy. It's just like, I, I thought what I said would have meant more. And, and I don't think, I, I I don't think he feels 
like that's been done to the fullest. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, ultimately he's, he has his opinions. He has, you know, his views on things because he is that special a player. Right. Mm-hmm. But with a wide receiver having the most yards ever for a Raider and for the leading rusher in the NFL to be on your team and you're still not in the top 10 in scoring, maybe that's not the best way to do things. Maybe it's a different way is needed to be able to score more points. Um, because ultimately that's what you want to do. You want to score the most points, right? So I see it from both perspectives. I don't think any perspective is wrong, but I do think that when the when when you know it gets to crunch time, you need a big play, you're gonna draw something up for Devontae. Those first two quotes kind of felt a little bit like a little bit of venting from Devontae. He's like, Look, I don't do a lot of interviews. This is me kind of getting stuff off my chest. And then he kind of wraps it up more or less with with this statement. We'll get to the word that it's blowing your skirt up, Soto. But I think he kind of wraps up his feelings with this last one. This is Devontae Adams. My goal is to win a Super Bowl with this team. And that's why I didn't come here to just be cute with Derek Carr, is to really try and have a shot and change this organization. That's what Derek Carr always said, right? He's like, I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to win it here. I want to change this thing. You know, didn't, didn't work out. He got forced out. But I think that's just kind of like, look, Here's me venting. Here's my goal. Here's me venting. Let me get this off my chest. A little kind of like lay on the psychiatrist's couch for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then you get up and you say this before you walk out the door. I'm here to change this organization and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like like I was talking with Phil. People want – we all want the same thing as Raiders fans. Some of us want it a different way than others. The more sensible fans don't care how we get it as long as we get it. Some of the more stubborn kind of, you know, up their ass fans want what they want, how they want it, and they don't want it any other way. Well, I don't think Devontae Adams is one of those guys. I think he'll he'll take winning even if it's not the way he would have done things. He had his like second best season ever in the Randy Moss role of a Josh McDaniels offense. Like he's not even playing like his best role and still crushed it like that's how good he is he's like want me in the slot want me outside want me to be a speedster want me, whatever you want i'm Devonte fucking adams i'll do it i can do it all i can do it you can for now but for his first okay admittedly not an easy system to learn in his first season in it he was an all pro yeah not a pro bowler which i poo poo all the time an all pro did he have it he had the second most receiving touchdowns or the most receiving touchdowns I think, I think it was second most receiving touchdowns. Second most. I think I remember that stuff. We have so many Raiders. Well, so many yards, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else from that interview right. that uh, stuck up your craw? Just one thing. Um, he, he said, okay. uh, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, if we play a certain brand of ball, I can get Garoppolo to conform to whatever. But if you use him a certain type of way, then it's going to make it tough for us to maximize who we should be this year. Um. The word conform, like, you have to conform to me. I need to get Garoppolo to conform to what I want to do. Again, it could be just venting because that's how he would prefer to play, which I think is more outside the numbers, deep, uh, fades, you know, uh, maybe some back shoulder throws. That's not Garoppolo. That's not what he does. He's in in between the seams, over the middle, he, he's that type of guy. He's a timing guy. Now, Devonta Adams can shred you that way 
especially if he, you know, if he really beats a corner off the line, he can get, you know, 20, 30 yards, just a simple uh, on a slant route. Yeah. But I don't know that that's necessarily how he wants to play the game. I think he, he likes to have the deep ball. Now, maybe him and Garoppolo can get together and mix some stuff in. I don't see where – the what I saw last year was a lot more deep throws than Josh McDaniels normally calls in his system, mm-hmm. a lot more. Just like when he had Randy Moss, a lot more deep stuff than they normally did without him, maybe because of the personnel, right? I don't, so I don't. I see there being more of a mix than maybe even what Devonte Adams is letting on, but uh, that's going to remain to be seen when we see the ball. I think this is also Devonte Adams playing the seed with like his first two elements of feeling like he's not being heard. He was told he was going to be heard, and I think he feels like he's not. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you know they're in shorts and helmets, it's OTAs or early preseason or something, and there's a there's a pass play, right? There's a throw. Slant, fade, out, pick one. And Jimmy Garoppolo goes, well, I normally throw this this pattern this way. And Josh McDaniel says, well, in my system, normally you throw it this way. And then Devontae Adams says, well, in this pattern, I like, I, like, I like to receive it here. I think he wants that to be a committee as opposed to being told how it's supposed to be done. I, I, I That's what I'm getting out of this interview is mm-hmm. like, look, I, I want to sit at this table. I'm the all pro. Arguably the best player on this team, right? It's either me, Max, or Carlson, right? We're the best players on this team. Um, you said Carlson, right? Yeah, kicker. I, I want to see it at that table. And Devontae is better than Jimmy G. He should get that, right? Like, that's Trump's Jimmy G as far as what he's done. I mean, Jimmy G is not stupid, dude. He's going to be like, Devontae, where do you want the ball, dude? Tell me how you like it. But this is the other part. Is Jimmy G good enough to be able to just change it? Like, I've thrown this pattern, this pass, this way. Is he good enough to change it? Because that's what Devontae I don't think that's a, I don't think it's that big of an issue. I think if he understands how Devontae likes or where Devontae likes the ball, I think he'll be fine. Okay. I really do. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a change. I think philosophically – there can be more of a meshing of what they're trying to do. Because honestly, I think they went deep uh, almost too many times. Remember the second half against Jacksonville? Mm. They were throwing these fades to Devontae when he was nowhere near wide open or open at all. And there's there's a time can can come where you need to have a little bit more variety in what you're trying to do, especially you know route combination-wise. So I can see there definitely being – I don't think it's going to be as big an issue as maybe some are making it out to be. I think more so it's just like, like you said, it was more of a, hey, don't forget about me. I'm the all pro type of thing. I, I need to have some input as well. I think that's more what he was trying to do here. In Raider news, moving on to the headlines of the day. Damon Arnett back in the news. Our old buddy from Ohio State. Ex-Raider Damon Arnett indicted in 2022 confrontation on strip. So when I saw the headline... Game internet indicted. I was like, oh, that like gun thing that got him kicked off the team. I thought those charges were dropped. Oh, they must, I guess, I, I guess I must have read it wrong. I forgot. No, no, no. This is something completely different. This is another thing. Those charges were dropped and he's found his way back in trouble again. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't have anything to say to this. It's when I you don't. start when you 
when we look at players in the draft and we're kind of like, oh, you know, he got arrested or he had this DUI when he was 19 or he had this problem two years ago, it's players like Damon Arnett that makes you second guess. Because so many of those players that like, you screw up when you're 19, right? You're a superhero in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or, you know, these, these small, these small towns, like you're like, you're like Tom Brady in New York, right? In these small towns and you're a big time football player. It's not hard to find trouble, right? It's not hard to feel like you're, you're bigger than everything, especially at that age, young, dumb, full of cum, 19 athlete, right? So like, look, kids make mistakes sometimes. We think we have a program that can get them turned around and focused, right? That's, that's how that's painting with broad strokes. That's how I look at college football players that have like one problem, not like three arrests, but like, okay, they got a DUI two years ago. You know, that I've never had one that could have happened to me. I'm not proud of it, but like I, I could have been unlucky enough that, you know, mm. the time I drove, I, I could have gotten pulled over and rolled. I'm sure, you know, you're in the same boat. It could have, could have happened to both of us. Right. Yep either been lucky or smart or whatever. So I say, okay, you know, but then there's the Damon Arnett's of the world where it's just screw up after screw up after screw up after screw up and just own goals. Like you had to threaten someone's life on Instagram live. Like like how like, many, how many rental cars did he crash in a month? Like, like, like that, like it's not like wrong place, wrong time someone like attacked your girlfriend and you hit them and they got really hurt. It wasn't even like, it's just like own goals, just like self owned. Yeah. It's, it's the, of the world man. that make it, that, that make all these GMs and scouts be like, no, let's if he slips, to, let him slip to the second round. We're not going to take the risk on it. Well, the thing too, is if you're going to, if you're going to take a guy that has some issues coming in, you have to have a tight monitor on them. You have to have mm -hmm. a tight leash on them and, Gruden and Mayock didn't have that. Ankle brace. <laughs> Ankle monitor. I mean, something, man. He, they just didn't have that. Mm. In other news, coming from Adam Schefter, NFL legend Tom Brady is in deep discussions to become a limited partner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Sources tell ESPN, Seth, Seth Wickerman, and me, Adam Schefter, potentially a second foray into a partnership with Raiders owner Mark Davis on a professional sports franchise in less than two months. So that could mean a lot of things. Limited partner. It's not like he's going to have like ownership rules and like trumping Mark Davis on anything. But I look at it more as kind of like a mascot that kind of skims money off the top a little bit, right? Like I, I, that, that would basically be his role. Not like decision making abilities. Not like he has an office there and he's like got a secretary and you know pushing papers. But kind of like like a mascot that gets a little bit of the profit. What do you think, Soto? How's that going to work with his broadcasting? Can he can he be a broadcaster and have points on a team? Fox has already, I believe, already said that they're okay with that. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, it's a business transaction. You have somebody who has worldwide wide appeal in the sport. Mm -hmm. um, you know... Can it be something of a, you know, culture building type of thing? What, who is he going to be, you know, how involved or how present is he going to be? Who knows? Um, he has part of the aces, right? Is that what it was? I believe so. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's just like you said, an influx of cash for a little, you know, 
for a little bit. Uh, it's like a, it's an investment. That's all it is. He has a piece of the UFC. And I think he has Does a piece he? of like, yeah. So he's like, you know, part of the endeavor. They brought in like Marky Mark, Tom Brady, a group of celebrities. It's, it's how you pack, you package these little like celebrity packages. If you're in any sort of entertainment company or any, any place where you want social media traction or anything like that, you're like, Hey, you like this sport. You're a celebrity. Let's tie you in. So you'll show up on the celeb cam. You'll retweet on social media, that kind of stuff. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. it'd be something like that where he's just like, look, we're attaching his brand with very light Velcro to the bottom left corner of the silver and black logo. That's what I yeah. think it is. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Ready to do some what up with Max? Yes, sir. From you guys, the YouTube comment section, chime in anytime you can make what up Wimbex. Ooh, hope the fame doesn't go to your head. Cedric Moore, Chiefs on Christmas. I'm converting to Jehovah Witness. <laughs> I read that. Ced's a good dude, man. He's always sending love. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I want to be optimistic, right? Like, we're going 17 and 0 next season, right? You see that schedule and you're like, win, 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 win. Chiefs. Kind of a thorn in our side, a little bit. A little bit of a thorn in our side. A little bit. A little, little bit of a thorn in the AFC. A little, little bit. bit. Um, what are we doing on Christmas, dude? Like, it's the first. It's the morning game. I know. Are we doing a show right after? Is it gonna? Ru- is it gonna ruin Christmas? I won't let it ruin my Christmas. You want to let it? Ru- okay. What if we get? What if we lose forty to zero? Does it ruin your Christmas? If we lose forty to zero, I think we'd probably. we'd have to be playing poorly leading up to that game. So I'm already focusing on like us not having a good showing. Yeah. Um, No, I'm not going to let it ruin my Christmas, man. I'm not going to do that. Really? I wouldn't let it do that. All right. I'm going to mark this down. No matter what happens in Chiefs Raiders on Christmas Day, 10 a.m. West Coast, 1 o'clock East Coast, you're not going to let it ruin your day. I'm proud of you for saying that. I I hope it's true. A Spivy. Spivy? Spivey. Spivey. I like when the Raiders play Mexico City. Another home game. So good news, no international games this season for the Raiders, which is rare. I mean, now that we're in Allegiant Stadium, that thing's just like making money gangbusters. It'd be stupid Left for the Raiders right, to lose. Right? Yeah, to, to lose. It'd be stupid for the NFL to lose one of those giant money makers and put them on the road. Plus, I think the uh, Super Bowl's in Vegas next year. So yeah. they're gonna they, they I think was it four out of the five primetime games are at home. Mm-hmm. So they, they, wanna, they really want to highlight the stadium. Let's get those HD 4K cameras on Allegiant Stadium, right? Do it. Um, but this is the thing: like Raiders play Mexico City, another home game. It normally was a home game when the Raiders traveled to Mexico City. So it wasn't like we added a home game. It was like one more travel day and yeah. home game, but not a real home game in a higher know? altitude than freaking Denver. <laughs> Nobody, oh, higher altitude and the smog is through the roof. Have you ever been to Mexico City? Yeah. It's, oh, it's atrocious. Like it's altitude plus smog. At least Denver is like clear mountain air, even though it's thin as a friend's actress. But Mexico City, you're just like, it's like you're chain smoking on an elliptical on in elevation. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. It's a rough situation out there. Uh, UA 59. This was on uh, a solo video I did talking about how Mark Davis is saying like, oh, I didn't hire Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler to do Patriots West. So I had them do themselves. And my point was 
Well, that's all they know really is the Patriot way and you do what you know. The comment from UA59, I disagree. They are doing things their own way. To me, that's doing things the right way, not the Patriot way. If that's how you see it, cool. But to me, it's common sense football, which we have lacked for so long. It could be Patriots way, Chiefs way, or whoever, as long as it isn't the clown shit we have been doing. I, I didn't say it was good or bad that they're doing the Patriot way. I'm saying the point of that video was you do what you know. Like when we started doing this podcast, like I'm, I'm a radio host. I've been a radio host for, you know, for 15 years. This is what I know. And so we build this show kind of like a radio show a little bit, right? Little mm-hmm. as a radio show feel to it because that's, that's what I know. And of course I can evolve and Soto's evolving. We're making the show as be- better as we can. And we're not letting, I'm not stuck in my radio show ways and we're only going to do it that way. We're going to try to make it better, but I have a foundation of how I do shows. And that's what I brought here. And that's what I was saying about Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. If Mark Davis is like, well, they're going to be completely different than they were at the Patriots. It's like, they only know the Patriot way. Hopefully they get better and they evolve and they, you know, they, according to the roster and they don't have Belichick and they don't have craft. Like, hopefully that's the case, but to be like, oh yeah, they're going to come here and completely change who they are. It's not realistic. That's not who you hired them to be. You hired them to be themselves. I mean, look again, it's like, 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 like you wait 59 said, it could be the Patriots way, the Chiefs way, the the Eagles way. It's just smart. Be the Raider eight way. Office. Fucking win. Yeah, just win. win. You know, it's all. It's all. That's what it's all about. Label whatever you want. Get those W's. Uh, so again, I'll be traveling next week. So we'll have to figure out. You may be learning how to do YouTube <laughs> on the back end. Programmer Juan Soto next season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But until then, knock on wood if you're with me.